and we are back. It has been a while, and we are with the um, long gone, if you want to say that, co-host Jason Parks. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you, Tristan? I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm just enjoying my uh, winter break off here from uh, college, and that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have both, I guess, obviously by the you know the title of this this podcast, everyone will have known that. Um, Jason and I have both seen it. Uh, Jeff has not seen it yet, um, and some of you may have known, but he actually had it had one part of it spoiled for him. Um, and before we go any further, I will say this is definitely the spoiler review. Spoilers galore! If you've not seen it, please do not continue listening to this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, go see the movie, then come back. You know, once you've already seen it. But uh, unless you really don't care, then yeah, then yeah, trudge through. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, J- uh, Jeff unfortunately he had it spoiled for him, and he did not feel like you know hopping on, which I can understand. Uh, so he will be seeing it later, and then we can get his opinion on it whenever he is ready to come back. But for now, it'll just be uh, Jason and I. And um, from what I have seen on Twitter, between um, his tweets and my tweets, I think we have we have different opinions by. Th- think we might be on the same page about some things you know i have not gotten the chance to talk to him i don't want to throw spoilers across my twitter page yet because it's only the movie's only been out for a day or two now so um you know i don't know why anyone who hasn't seen the movie be on twitter like i went fully dark on like wednesday or thursday i only tweeted and then like just kind of quickly logged off but yeah it's uh twitter can be a scary place sometimes (laughs) Mm -hmm. ain't that Um, the truth but uh, we'll go ahead and start with you. So I guess we could start with our overall thoughts, and then we can really start, you know, digging into some different plot points and different specifics of the movie. But overall, what did you what did you think? Um, <clears throat> well, I like I said, I really loved the first like hour and a half, hour forty five minutes. Um, and then it, I mean, we'll get into it. I'm not gonna get spoiler yet. But and then it took that to me was like a weird like it felt like the third act didn't fit with not only what they had been setting up in the first two thirds of the rise of skywalker but the previous two movies that came before it um but um uh, i mean i i like oh boy it's it's hard to really um but it's like i said i i like the movie i, I don't love the movie um I thought it was very safe. Um, I think it, like people said, it was fan service. Um, what I consider fan service are like the little throwbacks, like the you know seeing planets we've seen before and stuff like that. But then you have the pandering to the um, certain segments of the audience that had some real, real vocal problems with the Last Jedi, and that's where my issues kind of lie. So. Okay, yeah, I understand that. Um, and then to, to bounce off of you, um, I actually, and this will, um, I guess, kind of be enough you know, for me to talk about just the overall, my general view of the movie. Um, I, I did an updated Star Wars ranking list, and The Rise of Skywalker scored dead last for me. And uh, um, the, You know what, for me, it's, it's hovering right around there. It's like 10 or 11. You know, of the yeah. course of of all eleven, but the episodics. Yeah. Yep. It's 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 down there. Yeah. For, yeah. For me, it was, and we can get into the specifics why, but it it lies, 
I can forgive a messy, you know, movie. I, I can forgive that. That's not going to drop it to dead last automatically. I am pretty um, forgiving in that regard. It was the creative decisions made that really, I think, just completely destroyed the movie for me. Um, and not only I think the creative decisions were just awful and were like... Uh, Hello Greedo put up best when I was listening to his review on YouTube. It's like this movie was made using like a fan fiction plot generator on a website. That's kind of what it seemed like at points. Like it was, there was, and we can, and we'll, we'll just start jumping right into this here, but like there were some really ridiculous parts. Um, uh, I Okay, I'll crack it open here. For me, the one big thing that, you know, we can go through it. I don't know. We, I don't, we don't do it chronologically. We can just kind of say whatever comes into our heads, but one thing that still has really irked me was the idea of, oh, let's give every single Star Destroyer that Palpatine raises out of the ocean, you know, the ability to destroy a planet. Okay. And yeah, see, like, like, like that, I didn't, I didn't really take issue with, but you know, hey, it's, it's nice to hear somebody else's take on it, you and, know. And the reason why I have such a huge issue with that is because, well, really, it's because of like the entire kind of like the end of the prequels and then of course the original trilogy like the, the death stars they mm. you know a, this laser killing laser killing this this just this <laughs> weapon that has the ability to destroy a planet takes like an entire space station to operate it takes like a huge amount of like effort to get this thing operational and you're gonna tell me like 40 years later, Palpatine can just make thousands of these in a little like ion cannon size tool, and then th slap it onto these ships. To me, it just totally erases me personally, and this is totally subjective. It totally erases the significance and kind of the spectacle of the Death Stars, right? Like this, like, oh my God, it's an entire space station that has this laser-killing thing, and there's only one. And it's almost impossible to take down, right? Like, there was this huge flaw that pretty much made the first one, you know, destroyable. And the second one, you know, they attacked it when it was still in construction, so obviously it was way more vulnerable. But to me, it's like, it really waters down, like, the significance of, like, being able to destroy a planet, which for me, at least watching as a kid, was like one of the biggest deals about the real original trilogy. Like, oh my god, they have this, like, this one thing that's capable of destroying a planet. And so for me to see it thrown in the, you know, the Rise of Skywalker, like it's just a regular old blaster, essentially, really mm. bothered me. It felt like it was really a really cheap plot device to make us fear, you know, the Sith fleet that was coming out. It's like, well, that's ridiculous. That To me, it's just that's just an awful idea. And for me, it, that's one thing that really bothered me. But but you said that it didn't bother you as much, right? No, it, it didn't. But um, I, I want to just touch on something real quick that you said. Um, you were saying, like, it, how you look at it subjectively. And that's the thing that uh, I think people need to first off understand is this is our opinion on the movie. This is not a statement of fact. This is just how we perceive the movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean... Like I, like I said to you before we started recording, I've seen people that said if you didn't love every single minute of The Rise of Skywalker, you were never a true Star Wars fan to begin with. And it, that is just that is just the most ridiculous statement I have ever read in my entire life, you know? Yeah. Because like I said to you, there are some people out there, I look at their profile, I'm like, I've been I've been a Star Wars fan longer than you've been alive. So, <laughs> and you're trying to, you know, 
but um yeah but yeah no that that didn't bug me i mean it, it was a little um a little bit of a head scratcher that's like he was able to have all this stuff built in secret you yeah. know what seemed to be thousands and thousands and thousands maybe even tens of thousands of uh Ships. like like yeah. star destroyers yep. like I, I like uber star destroyers or whatever the heck they want to call them you know like not super star destroyers but yeah. um yeah it was a little bit of a head scratcher there but um yeah i didn't um I mean, I knew they were going to do something, you know, because you can't just have, oh, look, the Emperor's back. Oh, well, how, why are we supposed to fear this guy who looks like he's half of a man and blind? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand. And and I get it. Like, yes, they. it's obviously very important to, like, have us intimidated and, like, oh, my God, like, he still has, like, true power, like, in him. But I, I just think it was a really, really cheap tactic that really hurt, like, the the, uh, the lethalness and, like, the seriousness of the Death Stars. It's like, oh, well, these Death Stars were, like, primal stuff if you had to have a full space station, you know, to operate this thing. And then we can even touch on, even though I don't really like this example, but it's still obviously worth mentioning, Starkiller Base. Well, they had... They took an entire planet, you know, to get yeah. this thing that took, you know, down another another planet and and whole here system, you know yeah exactly and it it's like okay well now like we're just blowing up planets like like we're passing out candy and it's mm-hmm. to me it just really took away like the the weight you could say of like the death stars it's just like you you know people their biggest complaint with force awakens is they said it felt too much like a new hope but yet this one it was almost like a, a complete return of the jedi you know movie that they're like okay that's this is like the best star wars movie ever and it's like you you know you can't say one similar and then the other one oh yeah. you know it's it's i don't know i mean it, it's you know jj makes you know two movies and you know they're, they're very similar you know to the original trilogy which is is fine um and people complain about it, obviously. And then Ryan Johnson makes something we've never seen before in Star Wars, and people complain. It's right? just, that's it. It's just there's there's no pleasing Star Wars fans, obviously. Yeah. Um, but um, and that's the other thing. Like I, I was talking to my brother and my mom, and it's it's with the Rise of Skywalker, um, because I I said it, it seemed like JJ was hell bent on fixing every critique that everybody had from the last jedi basically erase it from canon it seemed like that yeah this this movie didn't feel like it was a sequel to the last jedi and the force awakens it just felt like it was a sequel to the force awakens like you pretty much skip the last jedi and go right to the rise of skywalker yeah it did feel like that um it's like all of a sudden um i don't know yeah you're right especially when you when we went back to octo and you know Ray kind of th- you know throws Luke's lightsaber, mm-hmm. and then Luke catches it in like the flames of the Tie Fighter and walks it back out. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and then he says something. I think, it, and this might even be exactly what he says, but it's like, you should never like disrespect a Jedi's weapon or s- something mm-hmm. of that nature. Yeah, something and I'm like just that. Like, well, that's uh, you know, <laughs> that's not quite. Um, you know what 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 was going on not last episode that, with yeah. you? Yeah, like it, it's weird. It's not weird. It's, just, I, it's you can it's, tell that. Go go ahead. Yeah. 
Okay, no, I was just gonna say, like, it's I, I I've been saying this since they since after actually after uh, the Force Awakens when they said originally that Ryan Johnson and Colin Trevorrow was gonna do Episode Nine, that I'm like I don't like this because I would like it to just be one coherent voice throughout three movies. Yeah. And now you're seeing what it's like with just two, and it's and it's a and to me it's it's messy. It is. It's messy to me. It is messy, and like I like Ryan Johnson, I like J.J. Abrams, um, I like them both, mm. and it would have been, and you know I don't want to like you know say one's better than the other. Oh, someone deserved it, someone didn't, but I do agree. But it's just just pick I do one. Agree. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, pick one. Like I would be, I would be, and I'm really hope he gets it. But like if J.J. did all three of like the episodic films, and then mm. Ryan Johnson like did his own trilogy, like whatever he right. wanted, like. I really hope that Ryan Johnson gets that trilogy that he wants. Like, I really want to see that, um, especially, you know, after having time to, like, let The Last Jedi soak in. I mean, I like what he did, like, the twists that, and the risks he took with The mm-hmm. Last Jedi. It's just that I personally, like, and, of course, we go back to The Last Jedi. Just uh, We've already talked about it, but, yeah, you know, it would be cool to see, you know, each of them get their own full trilogy. Um, well, I think that's the thing, too, is is um i think again um you know yes i'm guilty of what i accuse people of after last jedi is they had this they had their own movie in their head and they didn't get what they expected yeah so they weren't happy with it the the only difference is i'm not gonna like run a line and say that jj abrams destroyed my life you know and all (laughs) this stuff i'm just gonna just take it for what it is but um is you have like the last Jedi was a drastically different movie than the force awakens and really any star Wars movie before it. And there was no payoff to that stuff with the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. It's like JJ went back to, it's like, well, this worked, so I'm going to do it again. But I think a lot of people were expecting like more, more risks to be taken. Exactly. We were expecting, I, I was expecting at least, from the last Jedi to like to have this totally play out in a way that like was just a continuation of the last Jedi, you know, like, okay, you know, Luke's dead, you know, the Jedi are pretty much like just hanging on like a string at this point. Uh, you know, the Supreme, the resistance is just completely shattered. There's literally like the resistance is literally whoever's in the Falcon, you know, (laughs) is what Mm -hmm. it felt like. And then all of a sudden we get to episode nine. There's like a full base again after like, they literally had their last base destroyed. They got ripped to yeah, shreds yeah. on crate, you know. So, which and this kind of leads me to another point too, which I just kind of wasn't really a huge fan of. Whenever, I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. I loved seeing Lando in this movie, mm-hmm. but like when he just assembled this Avengers Endgame level of fleet at the end and shows okay. up with half the galaxy, I was like, well, where has this been the past like? 40 years you know like where was this fleet the entire you know trilogy well it's and, just and like what got it in a matter of like hours they literally the entire what, movie you're like oh we only have two hours left yeah what's funny to me is you know is leia sends out the distress call on the last jedi and nobody responds but yet lando lando and poe or no lando and um and finn right yeah wait who did no, who went no, no. with lando it was lando and um who did go with lando chewy chewy 
Oh, Chewie, duh. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> um, just them flying around the Falcon going to the systems. They're like, okay, well, we'll go fight now. It's yeah. like, you're not going to listen to Princess freaking yeah. Leia, you're but gonna you're going to listen to Lando? Yeah, you're, not gonna, you're gonna, going to ignore the princess, the princess. And then, yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong, Lando and Chewie are really cool, but, like, as far as, like, willing to, like, fly your ship into, like, a Sith world or just any sort of battle, you would think you'd listen to the princess who, like, has been doing military strategy for 40 years now. It's just... Mm. Uh, it's... Yeah, that I, I, that is one of my more minor gripes, actually. Um, and there was little things like that. Like, um, another thing, too, and this is kind of bouncing back to the beginning of the movie. Okay. And this is just a small little, like, roll of my eyes nitpick. But whenever Kylo Ren and all of his all of his officers were in the war room I, I instantly called it I'm like yeah someone's getting force choked like it's just you could see it from coming from a mile away but like when the yeah. time comes to like when an officer kind of starts speaking out he just doesn't have to force choke him he has to choke him and then like throw him onto Lift the roof. him on the ceiling yeah and I was like I just rolled my eyes I'm like why that's just he looks like a toddler throwing a fit at, at that point you know it just seemed very dumb to me but again, little nitpick doesn't that really does not detract from you know anything in the movie. There's way bigger stuff going on. Um, yeah, I mean it's I mean it's like you know you bounce to the beginning there. I mean it's like the beginning and it's just with like the three main ones just going planet to planet and stuff. That was so much fun. And then you get to Endor, and it to me that's when the movie falls apart. Yeah, it really did. When they got to Endor. It, it was it was whenever and this is of course one thing where we're all gonna have a different opinion and like at the beginning of the trilogy i think i was really open to seeing like how the force could expand like with these new characters mm-hmm. but i ended up really not liking what happened with the force this trilogy i think mainly because for me personally, it opens up huge plot holes and like it changes the force in like a way that doesn't make sense to me personally. Uh, the first example I want to talk about is, you know, after this trilogy, like we've seen that it is, you know, possible to like physically transport like actual like matter through the force, like force teleporting. Yeah, don't don't worry, we're we're not gonna differ on that one. Essentially, <laughs> like. To me, that is a very bad decision to make. I mean, is it cool? Maybe, but that's to me not what the Force was, you know, supposed to ever be or like accomplish. Because like with that logic, you're like, okay, well, like how would I just like Force transport, you know, this or that, you know, in in this movie or this movie? Like, why don't I just, you know, Force teleport myself to another planet before I'm gonna like? That's the logic that they're essentially like opening up. You know, like why, well, why all weren't... that, all that was that was honestly that was just a plot point of convenience. Yeah. It was we need Kylo Ren to figure out where the heck she is. How we're gonna do that? Um, he'll just grab this necklace, necklace off her, and then it'll get it'll get examined, and we'll find out it's on this planet. And you know, yeah, it it, it is pretty. That was and the Force tell. I just don't like it. I. Yes, the Force has changed in, like, every single Star Wars movie from, like, Episode 4. We've seen something new happen. But I feel like they just stretched the bounds a little bit too far, this trilogy, to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Force Skype calls, like, we can talk to each other through the Force between, like, two living beings. I, 
I feel like you shouldn't be able to detect someone someone else like it should only be like their feelings mm-hmm. like you should only be able to detect feelings from other living beings through the force well you, like like in uh, like Empire Strikes Back when Luke reaches out to Leia exactly exactly or like I'm thinking also like Revenge of the Sith whenever you have like uh, Anakin and Padme kind of staring yeah. at each other from like the yeah. Jedi Temple and then from like Leia's or not Leia's Padme's apartment excuse me it's like that is like the force at work right there not mm-hmm. some like oh let me just skype call using the force that seems awfully convenient and it creates plot holes where every single time a character like that's powerful enough didn't use it to like you know help themselves um another... especially because you would think that the force at this point would be weakened because there aren't a ton of jedi or sith running around e- out there exactly exactly and it, it yeah it seems like the force should be at its like weakest point one of its yeah like yeah, like maybe its... like weakest since the uh the jedi purge exactly like it's just it's just not only that but um um what was i um lost my train of thought here oh yes um the and i call it like the life force ping pong that they play at the end of the movie between palpatine Ray and Kylo. Whenever oh. like Palpatine sucks the life out of Ray and Kylo, see, me personally, I'm like, okay, he revived him. He took the life. He literally took their life and put it into him. So in my opinion, that should like kill Ray and Kylo because like he took their life. I thought they were both life. dead. To be honest with you. Yeah. So so did I. And when I saw it, and I'm then like, when Kylo got up, like, because if you look, it looked like Palpatine was like, "What the heck? How's he getting up?" You know. Exactly. He he did it. That made, I I guess it's just plot armor. You know, is the only thing. And I hate to you know use plot armor like as in like as my reasoning, but to me it felt like they just needed them to keep on you know, to, to defeat the Emperor because like. Lando has brought in this fleet, and, like, they seem to be winning. Like, they're taking down Star... That's another thing. Do those Star Destroyers, do they just not have shields? I mean, it seemed like they went down really easy. Yeah, maybe... You know what? Um, I don't think they... They probably couldn't have put their shields on until they breached the atmosphere. And no, I think they said something about that, didn't they? Maybe they did. Maybe they did. I think I they did. I think they said... That. I think they said once they get, once they get past a certain height... It's it's Dunzo, you know, like there's yeah. nothing they could do. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's and then, I mean, again, okay. We need a. I can nitpick. There's a lot of stuff I hate about the third. The third act, in my opinion, is the worst act we've ever had in a Star Wars. Movie. I agree. I agree. Um, because, again, it felt like a fan fiction plot generator. You know, Palpatine lightnings the sky. There's like a calm tower they take out. You know, Ray and Kylo. T- I just. I can't believe they did it. And I know that y- you and I kind of had the same thoughts on this going in, at the least kiss. in my opinion. Yes, the worst thing they could have done between Rey and Kylo is make them, I guess, kind of bond together like that into something it was somewhat romantic. Well, it's just not the direction that like I feel like those exactly. characters were destined for. Exactly. Like, like I like I said, it this is a it was a completely different ending to completely different trilogy than what was being set up. Yeah, it was. Especially because I don't know if I don't know if you thought the same thing, but at the beginning when Poe and Ray are going back and forth at each other, I got a Han and Leia kind of thing there, and I'm like, oh, these two are together. 
for me in the force awakens mm-hmm. they were very obviously setting up finn and ray to be like the romantic plot of like the trilogy well see i didn't get that like i i got that it was um finn had like the feelings for ray but they weren't being reciprocated and i i i didn't see that you know yeah. but like after the last jedi i saw finn and rose and then i mean you know i'm i'm gonna go ahead and say it but jj all, all leading up to it was like you know i'm so thankful for ryan johnson creating the rose character i can't wait to use her and she gets freaking shoved to the side like here's your screwdriver go over there yeah you know and then they introduce that Jana or jana whatever heck her name is mm-hmm. and it's it seems like she's gonna be a love interest for finn right yeah it or finn or um for um poe you know obviously she is a former love interest of poe's oh yeah um, you're talking zori or zori yeah sorry zori yeah, yeah i'm talking that that uh for, yeah the, that the other first storm, order that disorder. former stormtrooper that yep. deserted yeah yep the romance or like the suggested romance in this trilogy mm-hmm. it, it makes no sense and it's it's like it's it's bad I mean, it's different than, like, the bad, like, we got in the prequels where it's just cringy. You know, Anakin just being really cringy mm. and creepy. No, this is it's mm-hmm. just bad. It's, like, again, a fan fiction. Like, they're just going to ship all these different characters and, like, nothing happens. It's it's whatever. Um, and, yeah, just the whole Kylo ren Rey relationship. Um, mm. Like... In my opinion, it was the strongest thing heading into this movie was, like, at this point, like, okay, this is what we have left. We have Rey and Kylo left, like, in this... That's what Nine's gonna be about. And then they pull Palpatine out of thin air, and that's when the whole movie was kind of doomed, I feel like, from the beginning. Like... And then you have... Oh, wait. And then you have the Jar of Snokes, too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was a little odd. <laughs> mhm. But um yeah, like I said to my mom is I was so into the movie and then that they get to Endor and right. they I mean, we for almost an hour we didn't see the where the resistance base was. All of a sudden they flashed the resistance base. Leia gets up, walks away, Moss goes Leia knows she has to use the last of her life force to get in touch with her son, and I'm like, where the hell did this come from? You yeah. know? It's like, oh, wait, we ran out of footage. Oh, time to kill Leia. That's probably and then, exactly what Yeah, happened. and then it was, and then it's, she reaches out to Kylo, and like, he reacts, and Ray stabs him, and then, it's like I said, once the redemption arc started, that's when the movie fell apart for me. Yeah. That's where they lost me. It, and, okay, let's, and let's talk about more creative decisions that I think totally rips apart not only the movie but the saga is the force healing that ray you know can do well i think um i think that's why they put the mandalorian out that's on why Wednesday. i think too i think they did it to soften the blow for that yes because it's like okay here's what here's what the force can do just prepare yourself because i yeah. think if i would have seen that i would have been like no what the hell you know i'd be like right. this is this um you know but i i was like okay i can go with it i can go with it and see i like you know for me i knew it was gonna come back um i actually i i uh i had a really good um viewpoint from i was talking to trevor um yesterday a little bit about the okay. movie and he said that 
when he saw the Force healing in the Mandalorian, he went with it because he thought that like that that Baby Yoda, right? Like Baby Yoda himself is part of like that such a rare species that like mm. we have no idea about. He said that he thinks that like it's okay for Baby Yoda to do it to do it because it's like such a rare and powerful species that like mm. he would be able to do that. But he's but he said like once we get to you know the rise of Skywalker and now Rey's doing it, he says he thinks it totally creates like well not only obviously it made it very convenient in you know the rise of Skywalker, but also creates huge plot holes for the rest of like the saga, and it's true it's like yeah why didn't like Obi Wan force heal Qui Gon why didn't Anakin just force heal Padme, you know why couldn't Luke just force heal Vader. Well, I mean, it, it all all that really does is that just gives more ammo to those people that say that Ray was like, what was that, the Mary Sue? Is that what they call them? Mm-hmm. Like where she could do anything. It just gives them more ammo. Um, but yeah, I mean, I see, and that that's my issue with it is because like, okay, well, force healing is a thing. Why weren't why why wasn't like every single Jedi? getting force healed at some point you know like why are we just, just now seeing this they needed some way to kill kylo ren where it wasn't her killing him and i think it was well you know what Let, let's let's have this force healing thing and she'll die at the end of the movie and he'll heal her and then he'll just fade away into the force people, people, and i think this kind of might i mean not back up but provide some like more validity people were laughing during the final act, whenever there was serious stuff going on, uh, the laughing started whenever they're in that that Sith throne room. We can call it that. That's where the Sith throne was. Mm-hmm. And you see, like this, ver- like Palpatine right before he goes back to life, just hanging from like this thirty foot mechanical arm. Yeah, that it looked so like didn't it look People like he laughing. was only like uh, like the top half of his body. That's what it looked like. That's what it looked like to me. I I mean, I can't tell. But it it, it was so dark. It it looked pretty ridiculous. Like, people were laughing at it. People were like, oh, my God. Like, they actually did that. Like, and I I will admit, like, I laughed whenever I noticed that, like, he's just hanging there off of this massive, stupid metal arm in this, like, Sith throne room. It it looked absolutely ridiculous to me. I mean, and again, this might be Nick Picky, but, like, oh, my God, that's so bad. Like... Out of all the ways, you, like you would make Palpatine, you know, like move, like you're gonna do that. They should have just went with the clone route with that. Oh, I see cloning Palpatine. That that's that's something that happened in the EU, and yeah, that is just awful. So, oh. but honestly, could it could it have been any, you know, different? Yes. No, you and, know what I mean. And here's the thing, like from. Me personally, again, like going back to what this now that the trilogy is done, in my opinion, like we're not better off than we were with the EU. Like the EU is just as good and just as bad as the sequel trilogy is, in my opinion. So off at this point, the sequel trilogy to me is just Disney wanting to implement their own stuff for their own money. Yeah, at this um, point is I all mean, this it, trilogy and is like done how for you me. said, like now the trilogy's done. Kind of glad it's done. Um, because that, that really did take a lot of air out of my sails, you know. Mm-hmm. Because, like, oh, I was so hyped going into that movie. And, like, the you know, it started, and I'm like, okay, I'm in it, I'm in it, I'm in it. And then it's like, oh, 
okay. It's like yeah. we're just going the safe, easy route. Okay. And then you have, uh, yeah, it's it's the creative decisions that ruin this movie. It's not the writing. It's not the acting. It's not the cinematography. No. No, it's, because all that was good. It was good. The acting, in my opinion, was the best out of all three movies. It was good, yeah. You didn't ask me. Besides, like, Luke and The Last Jedi, I mean, he put on a show. Even if I didn't like it, he put on a show. There's no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but it's the creative – it's what they try to do with Palpatine. I think they just totally rip apart and create plot holes in the rest of the saga due to, like, all this Force stuff happening, you know, due to, like – uh, again, I feel like the Death Stars are like, oh yeah, well who cares about the Death Stars because now every single Star Destroyer can blow up a planet. I mean, yeah. why... I just don't... like. Okay, so Palpatine went from like Death Stars to, oh, let's just... I See, I, I don't know. I just... It, it, it irks me really bad. Like, it totally derails this entire movie for me. Just that. Now, let me, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. The Sith Wayfinder that Rey finds on the uh, second Death Star, okay? Yeah. And she has to use that dagger and stuff. How, like, was that Wayfinder always there, I guess? I guess it was. I mean, from and, my understanding, it's been on the ship since, like, or been on the sh- it's been on the Death Star since Episode 6. And my question is, okay, that little compass thing that she pulls out of the handle of the of the dagger it lines up perfectly with the wreckage yeah you know yeah you go huh no like that shouldn't be yep it's like okay i guess it's just like us it's the wreckage doesn't move it just stays there and the storm. yeah that that whole scavenger hunt goose chase that they went on that really made the movie messy because like they were just flying from planet which i trust me i love i really liked that we finally got some variety and some planets this Mm -hmm. you know this episode it's like thank god we're actually seeing some cool new places because it felt like seven and eight it just was it lacked world building so much nine did a good job with world building i'll give it that we saw a lot of cool places we saw the really cool sith world Uh, exodor is that the exegol 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 i mean we saw some really cool places so props to them for finally getting, you know, the world building, you know, going. But, um, yeah, that whole scavenger hunt, though, like, uh, you know, it's like, am I watching an Indiana Jones movie or am I watching a Star Wars movie? <laughs> See, like, I, mean, um, I know it seems like we're just crapping all over the movie. Yeah. Um, but there, the one thing I did like in the movie was that the, the whole, you know, how she's like, well, I'm a Palpatine. So that means that I'm going to just become evil. So I'm just going to go to Act Two and die. And you know, when Luke says, you know, that you're a Palpatine, Leia knew, and it's like she's like, well, why did you train me? It's like just because of what your bloodline is doesn't necessarily dictate what you're going to become. Yeah. Like you have ultimate control over your destiny. Yeah. You know. I, and I don't know. And that's another thing. Ray being a Palpatine. I to me it's way more intriguing to watch like a nobody become a somebody. That's exactly what. what actually, matter of fact, we were. I was just talking to my mom about that um, just before we got on because my mom said the same thing. She's like, it was so much better where it was like it wasn't. She wasn't connected to anybody. It was just she was just Ray. Now, I think the one of the reasons why they might have made her a Palpatine 
and like I don't ever want to like put myself in this group, but I do think that Ray should have done some training before she was pulling off stuff like Jedi mind tricks and like fighting Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. And like I don't want to be like you know part of this oh she's a Mary Sue you know re type of group, but like I do agree like you know Jedi and Sith and everyone that's able to like do what she did did have some sort of training she just kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of does it and like i think this palpatine thing helps that you know it helps alleviate that like okay she was able to do that because she's a palpatine she just has this crazy amount of power to begin with yeah and i think that might be part of the reason why they went with making her a palpatine it kind of excuses i guess like the lack of i guess you could say like training and development that went into like her her uh her power in the force Mm mm-hmm so I, I think that might be a reason why they made her I, – I disagree with it. I still agree. I think her being a nobody is way more, you know – was way more interesting. It was. Exactly. But I, I can see what they were trying to do with um, her becoming a, you know, Palpatine. Like, okay, that's why she's so powerful. She's the, the, the grandchild of the Emperor. Yeah. But, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's like it's like I said. I mean, th- there had to be a weak film of this trilogy, at least, you know. And unfortunately, it was this one. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it. It's just that's the way it goes. Yeah. I mean, it could have. Like I said to my mom, I said you have like perfect endings, like with Endgame, is you have the story, you've got the performances, you've got everything working in its favor. To conclude, twenty-two movies, not even eleven movies. Twenty-two yeah. movies in eleven years, not yeah. twenty, not not eleven movies in forty-two years. Is you know, like they did such a great job with that, and it's like I said, JJ was just so JJ and uh, Chris Terry, I think I think those are two that wrote it, were so concerned with fixing the obviously their issues they have with the Last Jedi. That they completely just couldn't. It seemed like they didn't give a damn what the ending was, as long as it was like, well, as long as we make fans happy that hate the last Jedi, we did our job. Yeah, um, I can definitely. And I don't know. Maybe I'm in a weird boat, but like, I think the Force Awakens for me personally was my. It was my favorite of this trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. I I just I'm just really disappointed in this like. If, if myself in 2015 just saw the pure disappointment that I have here, like, at the end of 2019, you know, I've... Man, you know, it, it was not a fun ride, this trilogy. Like, some people enjoyed this ride, and that's good. Like, I'm glad you uh, someone enjoyed it, but for me, like... I enjoyed most of it. Th- th- this trilogy ride was just one disappointment after another for me. <laughs> so it kind of... It's just I'm like... I'm really glad it's over. I, I enjoyed all but, like, 45 minutes of it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. like oh, you're almost, almost, you almost got me, JJ. <laughs> almost got me through the end there. Yeah, it. And I agree. I think though that like, the the last act, the last, you know, the second half of this movie is probably disjointed. Yeah, it, it it's disjointed. It destroys the it it's, it destroys everything. It destroys the movie. It destroys the trilogy. It destroys the saga. Like it just, it it's not a to me not even close to satisfying conclusion like there are no cool... no it wasn't satisfying 
there are definitely cool parts, like when all the je- like all the Jedi are speaking to Rey. Yeah, that was, was cool. I was like, okay, you got one thing right. You did you, you got one thing, you know. <laughs> At least. And what I that. loved is the one voice that like really they made sure really stood out was Anakin's. Yeah. Like everybody else, it was like these little like Anakin's was like front and center. I'm like, I like that, you know. Yeah. Now, do you think that with Palpatine coming back, and then Ray, you know, destroying Palpatine, which that's a whole that whole last scene is just, like I said, it, I kind of we can get into it abysmal. But do you think that Palpatine coming back completely like um, lessens the importance of like Anakin Skywalker in his story? Well, I mean, a, a lot it, of people are a lot of people are pointing to that. They're like, so. So this guy that that Anakin sacrificed himself to save his son, it was all for nothing. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's it's like wh- yeah. what did it what did it live to serve really, other than to redeem Anakin and save Luke? I mean, obviously the galaxy wasn't in any better position than it was then. You know, right? But, yeah, and that, yeah. that's yeah. Ugh. And I like I feel bad that because I feel like this is just like a big old crap fest on it, but uh, you know it. It's good that like, see, in my opinion, the the bad again. If it's like ruining the saga for me, I'm not gonna have very many positives. Me personally. Well, it's like I said, you know. I mean, um, I I said I'm going to still enjoy watching the movies, you know. Oh yeah. Um, of course, I'll probably enjoy the rise of skywalker more a second time now that i know what's going to happen um and it's not going to be one of those ones where it's like okay i've only watched i watched up through eight okay that's it there's no more star wars movies like how some people do you know they're like there's no prequels there's just the originals and it's like you know it's like it'll still be in my marathon order when i watch it but um it's just it's fortunate that it's at the end because like i said it's the weakest one so yeah um no i it's it is it is there you know i i uh oh one other thing too i just want to mention the whole navigation tower concept mm-hmm. why why do we need navigation towers all of a sudden like just i don't know that was weird it well it was something with the with the planet like it was something like they said that uh i can't remember i i, I have to see it again but uh like poe said something it was with the i don't know if it was like the poles the planet or something it, it messed with the navigation systems on okay. ships and you couldn't tell which way was up that's why they needed the tower okay i don't know I, i'll have to watch it again yeah but... um and then the what did you i kind of something that really got me rolling my eyes was whenever they launched that assault like onto that star destroyer and they used the the space horses well what bugged me with that, <laughs> that was, was that what bugged was me was bad. jam jam their speeders they're not using speeders sir it's like yeah. oh, okay all right you know yeah it's like okay <laughs> <laughs> it was bad it's like Am I, am I am I watching Star Wars the Kentucky Derby here? You know. I mean, I liked I did like the assault on the Star Destroyer. I liked that they were on the outside of the Star Destroyer. That was cool, um, and that was a throwback to like some of the Clone Wars, you know, episodes, 
whenever there yeah. like, would be fights like taking place like on like the outside of a cruiser. No, I yeah. like the idea of like them like launching an assault onto a Death Star. I just think this the whole is, space to, horse what happened to the space was... horses then? Like, did they all just slide off the Star Destroyer? I, I, I guess so. That was kind of quietly <laughs> swept under the rug there. Uh, yeah, I, that part, I just, it kind of, again, another thing that just made me roll my eyes. I was like, really? Like, this is the best you got is like, Riding a horse around on a star destroyer. I mean, okay. <laughs> oh, I, 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 something else I liked. I liked seeing Wedge again. That was cool. That was cool. I mean, yes, it was a very, very, very short scene, but still, it was cool seeing him. Oh, oh, one thing I can compliment on this movie. One, I think my favorite part of this movie was mm-hmm. C3PO. Yeah. Every line from C3PO was gold in this. Ah, god, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I like Bobby Freak. I like him. Oh, yeah. Bobby Freak was awesome. Um, Zori was cool. I like Zori. was Zori. really cool. I, I wish Zori was around from, like, the very beginning. Like I did, too. I mean, you know, I, I like, think it was cool. Really... She would have tracked them down on, like, I, did they even say what the name of that planet was that they were on? It looked like Yavin, but I don't think it was. No. I don't think I don't think so. I don't think but it was But it would have been cool if she would, like, track Poe down there. You oh, know? I think I mean, they, it was. Are you talking about the like jungle a, planet? Are talking about yeah. The oh, they so they announced it on because uh, like Battlefront Two now has that planet like playable. Okay. Okay. Uh, l- let me look it up real quick, but keep on talking. I- I'll I'll go dig for it. Um, yeah. I did like how they expounded on Poe's backstory because I felt he really got pushed to the back burner in the Last Jedi. Um, uh, I th- I liked how it's yeah he was a spice runner, that was yeah. kind of cool. Um. Yeah. Like, like the dialogue. I love the dialogue because it was snappy. It was, it was witty. You know, it was what like the Force Awakens was. It was like real quippy. You know. Yeah. But um, it's just like you said. The the writing was was fine. It, the it everything was fine except the the direction, the story direction. Yeah, it was the story direction, and it was the creative choices that just. Yeah, it was like. It. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, so I have the name of the jungle planet, and I okay. probably am just butchering this, but it is called um, Ajon Kloss, and it's spelled A-J-A-N, and then space, it's two words, and then K-L-O-S-S. Okay. Ajon Kloss? Ajon Kloss? Ajon Kloss. Ajon Kloss. Sounds more like a name like of someone in the planet. Ajon Kloss Van Damme. <laughs> but uh that's yeah that's the name of the jungle planet so a okay. new a new place um oh yeah and oh one thing again because there's so much that happens in this movie that like this has hardly been getting talked about one other thing i also really really liked from this movie was han solo yeah i was personally cool him. liked that and yes i am biased han solo is my favorite character in star wars but Having that memory, like, kind of come back and, I guess, guide Kylo Ren. And again, like, I agree, the redemption arc was... Weird. It, that's when things really started getting bad. Yeah. That's, that's when, like, bad got to war- bad got to ugly. But it was cool to see Han Solo back in it, at least for a little bit. <laughs> Did you have anybody in your either of your showings, like, cheer... On things because like we cheered when star wars came up you know like woo yeah woo, you know star wars yeah. 
like did and certain things like um um like when lando came on we cheered um i can't remember what else but like there were certain points where people were cheering i'm like why are you cheering like when the pork showed up some people were cheering when the pork showed up. I'm like, really? People were laughing then, uh, in my – so go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And then when the kiss happened, okay, people cheered. And there was one guy. I can't believe – he was like, yeah. I'm like, really? I'm like, really, dude? Like we cheered when, when Wedge showed up, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, and yeah. I'll, so, tell you the big, I'll tell you the big one then So after. Yeah, the the – so I went to two showings, and they were actually polar opposites. So I went to the Thursday night, like, big premiere, you know, showing. And then I went to the Friday night showing. All and right. I will say that I think Friday night, not Friday night, Thursday night, had way more hardcore Star Wars fans. Like, people dressing up and all, like, all I love seeing that. I mean, that's, like, part of the event. I love going and seeing that stuff. If I had, you know, stuff to dress up with, I would have too. You know, I was just wearing Star Wars shirts, you know. Like, that's as much as I can really have right now. Anyways, um, so the first showing, the Thursday night showing, people were, you know, cheered whenever, you know, Star Wars came up and, you know, Lucasfilm, you know, and a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, you know, people were clapping and cheering. Um, and then there were some claps. Like, I think there were some claps when Lando came back. Mm -hmm. There were some gasps, gasps whenever um, Han was there. People okay. were kind of like murmuring, and then mm -hmm. at the end, like half half of the theater clapped. At, not even, I'd say, maybe a quarter of the theater clapped at the end on the Thursday night showing. Okay. Friday night showing. I mean, I have no doubt that there were some very you know big Star Wars fans there. You know, Friday night, but that's when like the audience, I think, did not like the movie nearly as much because. Um, it's oh. like been reading things and seeing things from people and they're like, okay, so I'm in for something. Maybe that might've been part of it, but they were literally laughing in the third act. Like what? Uh, I think I, I talked about this earlier, like with Palpatine, like on that weird mechanical yeah. arm, people were laughing at that. People were laughing at like, you know, Ray and Kylo appearing to be dead. And then, you know, Kylo comes back. <laughs> and then he and then you know Ray dies and then Kylo you know heals people were like laughing and like as like like oh my god that's ridiculous and uh, oh so weirdly enough people were laughing whenever Luke was walking out of the the flaming tie fighter wow that is weird people were people were like i don't know they were like really like the, i don't know it was weird people were laughing at that and then there was no there was no clapping like when the credits rolled people just it just instantly started you know discussion like no one even <laughs> No one clapped for it on the Friday night showing. So, um, yeah, two two things. Like uh, I just thought of it. Like um, the big cheer that that the one one scene got was when Chewie got the medal. When Chewie got the medal, like the whole theater just erupted in cheers because it's like finally he got his medal, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. and then when like when people like got emotional when uh they all get back and they're like poe you know we need to talk and he's like not now we need to talk to the general and that she's like she's gone and then chewy like like screams and falls to his knees like that was yeah like that got like everybody you know oh yeah that that got everyone both times it got everyone it felt yeah, because it's silent. like oh my god because because you could feel like 
like a, a character that's not even speaking speaking you could feel his emotion and stuff yeah. in that moment you know yeah for sure i mean that was like his last not actually no it wasn't he his was last still lando. link he's still Atlanta. well i mean like... i mean but you know yeah his last like family you exactly know? exactly yeah han luke and leia once they all you know were gone like that's that's it mm. um this is why you should never friend a human in star wars because they seem to die way quicker than any other alien does <laughs> Uh-huh. In all honesty, like humans seem to have this tiny lifespan compared to like Wookiees and Huts and everyone else, but um, Oh, and um how how pathetic was it how Hux was taken out? Well, the whole Hux was a spy thing was obviously the most convenient. That was the most frustrating like But oh my see, God. I was like I was okay with that because it was like because the seeds that they sowed you know to movies previous you're like when they said they have a spy within the first order i leaned over my mom i said i think it's hux she goes i mm. think so too because it made it, it made sense you know I mean, the, the thing like that i can like draw logic from was that he just has some sort of huge grudge against kylo ren that's that's exactly what it was he's like so i don't he's care like, if you win he's like i'm bringing down this first order if i can't you know if i can't overpower kylo was but kinda... don't you think don't you think that kylo should have been the one to kill him Oh yeah, absolutely. It was just not, weird. It's like, oh, we have the spy. Pride, wow. yeah. yeah. Bang. He's like, got the, got, got him. Okay. Yeah. It. Uh, it was. Yeah. It, it was not done. Nothing in this movie seemed to be done well <laughs> as far as story decisions. Um, it's like you said. It seemed like they were more concerned with um, fixing what the last Jedi did. Yeah. And it's like that's well, what it seemed like. It, it it goes to the question. Well, then, why did they let the last Jedi happen to begin with? If they if this was what the result of it was, I mean, I understand. Like, if you want to change Star Wars, then like you can't. You gotta like have this like this change set up from seven to nine. You can't just decide to change the story each movie. You know, that's really something. I that, don't. I don't think they thought the backlash would be as strong as it was for the last Jedi. I think they'd be like, okay, yeah, we're going to lose a few people, but I don't think they expected it to be like it was. Maybe. That, Just that... like they're probably not, they're probably not expecting, you know, what's happening with the rise of Skywalker right now too. Yeah. And actually I don't even know what the Rotten Tomatoes is at this point. Thursday night, it was at 86 for the audience. Um, let me see here. I got um, it handy here. Let me look. And, who knows? It's it's flipped almost. But the weird thing is, is like, there's a lot of people I know that don't like this movie at all. So I wonder where that 86 is like really coming. Like, is it just? I don't know. You know, I really okay. Want to know. Um, it's it's at 86 for the audience, 57 for the critics. So it's dropping for the qu- critics. And wow. then for the Last Jedi, let's see what that was. Because like you said, yeah, it is stark contrast to how the last jedi was like the critics loved it and right, let's see 91 percent for the critics 43 for the audience okay yeah but you know i don't know yeah. i mean i think at this point i think like kathleen kennedy and stuff i think they're throwing a hands up going i don't know what we can do because they're not happy with with um what what they're comfortable with they're not happy with uh 
complete departure. They're just not happy, you know? <laughs> and, you know, I, again, I, I, I don't want to be like this negative naysayer, but maybe 7, 8, 9 was just destined to not work just because... Three different voices, or two different voices. Sure, two different voices, but you think, like, at this point, you would think the Galactic Fight... You know, they, they made it another galactic you know air, you know battle type of you know trilogy like there's one side versus the other fighting for control of the galaxy like we've seen that for six movies you would think at this point like there'd be one faction running things like sure there might not be you know it might not be smooth with this one government getting things set up but like having this whole same back and forth good versus evil you know taking control of the galaxy type thing i i just you know i just Maybe that was just destined to just it, it was done. Like it, it was just that formula had already been used twice. I always thought seven, eight, and nine would have been about Luke Skywalker going off on adventures, like after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Like this is not at all like the trilogy I had in mind. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying at this point, it's literally doing the same amount for me as like the EU did. Yeah. So, I just, I just don't think that seven, eight, nine, uh, you know, I, and you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But do you think they would have been better off with not making seven, eight, nine just at all? Um, you know, that's hard to answer. Um, because the fan in me is like, no, I'm glad that that we had it, but. I don't know. I mean, the division that that's created in the fans is, I think that's the biggest, uh, the biggest casualty of this new trilogy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just think if they did Rogue One solo and then they, they're doing the TV shows, like if they were just doing mm -hmm. anthologies, yeah. I think that they might've been better off. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's just, it's, uh, I don't know. I just, I just it sucks to yeah you know, like to talk like this about Star Wars, but yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you just got to be brutally honest, you know. Yeah, I I will be brutally honest. I mean, I personally, th me personally, like I, I would have been better off without having a trilogy and just doing anthology films and shows, because everyone has what they want from the sequel trilogy. And, like, no matter what they do with the sequel trilogy, like, it's just gonna kind of rip the fandom to shreds because yeah. there's only one specific... Oh, I feel like Nine, they went for the lowest common denominator, right? Like, they went... They tried to make something that everyone would like. They tried to fix, you know, all of, like, the quote-unquote wrongs The Last Jedi did. Mm -hmm. And it turned into this gigantic soup of mediocrity and poor decision-making. Too many, too many cooks in the kitchen. Exactly. Too many, just too much stuff going on. Too many plots trying, you know, literally being reversed. The, the stuff they did with the Force and Palpatine, I think, just totally does not do justice to anyone or anything. Yeah. And it, it just, no one ends up, you know, you try to please everyone and it ends up hurting everyone. <laughs> so. Yeah, unfortunately. It just, 
it's just disappointing. It's just disappointing to see. And, you know, I'm still really hyped for, like, The Mandalorian. Clone oh, my Wars, gosh, yes, of course. Like, I'll, still, I'll, like, I'll still be there no matter what they put out. Exactly. Like, The Mandalorian is some of the best TV I've seen in a while. Oh, I agree. Without a doubt. I love The Mandalorian. Oh, and I'm it, sure I'm going to love amazing. Clone Wars Season 7. Like, oh, my gosh. Oh, we only got a couple more months for that. Now. Yeah, the kid me is going crazy right now, you know, waiting for episode or season seven to come out. Um, so we have some amazing stuff to look forward to. Jedi Fallen Order, amazing video game. Yep. I've not finished it yet. I, I, I will, finished it. I will say that I am just at the part where uh, Marin joins the crew and they leave. Okay. Oh yeah, you're almost near the end. Yeah, I probably could finish it up just by playing it. I'm sure today. The only problem I'm having is uh, had with it was like trying to get the combat down. That was my biggest. That game is hard. That is probably yeah. one of the no. It is the hardest game I've ever played. Like for that duration, like playing through it. Mm-hmm. I'm playing on Jedi Knight and I'm still dying. <laughs> <laughs> like it's and you know I was never like a very skillful like. I guess it's categorized as like Souls like, mm-hmm. and like I was never very skillful in that sort of game. Um, so like it really is given like it's a good challenge, but like it's rough. Yeah. I mean, once I got it, once I started getting it down, I I didn't really like die on the game. Like after a certain point, up until the last fight, where I'm like, okay, this is impossible. I can't do this. But yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> but eventually I did. But... It took me forever to defeat the uh, the Jedi turned. Dark side oh, user. Oh yeah. Uh, what's his, his name? name? I can't remember his uh, name. He, I struggled. He was. Ugh. He was he hard. Was rough. Yeah. So, but I, I, I will ask you. Does the game have like once you finish? Is there mm-hmm. like is it still fun to go back and like play through the maps and like unlock everything? Like is that? I honestly, I haven't gone back to do it. Okay. Um, I, I mean, like I was kind of hoping for a new game plus. Yeah. Um, because I I don't see I didn't see any real incentive to go back and find everything yep. and upgrade Cal completely. Yeah. Um. Like maybe I'll maybe like six months a year down the road maybe I'll go back and finish all that stuff. But yeah. Um. And that's if, the thing. Like, there's no. It's such the story is so linear. It's like once you're done, there's no side quests. There's no. There's nothing. Except yeah, I think a game ex- like I, I think every single player game should have a new game plus with it, um, but that's just me. Yeah, I I don't know. Do you see any sort of like DLC getting made for the game? I don't. I think they said there wasn't any planned. Okay, so it's you know, man, it's just there's been so many games that seem like they have so much potential, just you know, scrapped. Yeah. There's the Visceral but, game I mean, that looked it, really it's... fun that was canceled, and then Star Wars 1313 that was canceled, the Darth Maul I game mean, that was canceled. <laughs> if if they can make it like like Fallen Order, I'm in, you know. Yeah. But fortunately, it's not always that. It's all. It's sometimes it's the first Battlefront, you know, mm-hmm. or the second Battlefront up into a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like. Where it's like you gotta okay stick with us for a year and a half it'll be worth your while it's like I don't uh, you you had you lost me after like two weeks you yeah <laughs> I mean I, and see that is one thing and it's because like I had nothing else Star Wars to play 
but I have, I'll actually check real quick to see how many hours I have in the Battlefront 2, because I did actually end up sticking with it, um, <coughs> just gritting through it. Like, I have 328 hours in the Battlefront 2. I'm going to so see like, what I have. I played I have. it, I played it, you know, fairly, a fair amount, you know, through, through all the times, you know, the good and the bad, but yeah, right now the game is at the best it's ever been, without a doubt. And it's not at a $6 price tag anymore, so it's if you are looking for a good, fun multiplayer game to pick up and you like Star Wars, then it's it's the perfect game for it. I, let's see, stats. You know, stats. But, uh, yeah, I guess at this point... <laughs> Wait, how many hours do you have? 328. <laughs> I have 19 hours and 5 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, but you're way more of a single player guy, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to to like it, but you know. Yeah, I mean, th there are. I mean, I I love single player games. I mean, there's Jedi Fallen Order. I'm trying to think of the recent ones I've played. Jedi Fallen Order. I mean, it's not recent anymore, but Red Dead Redemption Two. I mean, I I'm still playing that. I'm still playing that. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Same with game. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm still playing uh, that too. Same here. I actually. I've not played Assassin's Creed Odyssey since August. I really need to get back into it. Yeah, I don't remember last time I played. Um, but, yeah, so there... there I, I, August! Wow, how about that? August. <laughs> that was the last time I played, too. Yeah. Um, but, I guess we're drifting off from the Rise of Skywalk, which is fine. You know, that's... I think that wraps up my review. Oh, do you want to yeah, give I think it a... Uh, much... On a scale of 1 to 10, do you want to give it a, a rating? Boy, uh... <laughs> Uh, you know what? I'm just going to go right in the middle. I'm going to say five. All right. Five out of ten? Yeah. Um, I will give it just my brutal honesty. I just don't think there's anything that, like, the acting, cinematography, visuals, nothing that can do to save it because of just how bad the decisions, you know, were, that were mm -hmm. made, you know, what they led to. So I'm going to give it a, a two out of ten. Like. Oh, if, wow. To me, it is the worst Star Wars film ever made. Yeah, I mean, like, the reason why I gave it a five is because I liked more than I disliked. So, that's kind of why I went in the middle. But... That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I just, like I said, the, the whole, I mean, every, everything with the Emperor, the redemption thing, the Raylo. Like I said, it's like, let's make all the worst decisions possible. And, and, and that's put it into actually... The movie. That's the moment that Jeff had spoil for him because somebody had their stupid phone out and took a picture yeah. of the kiss and put it up on Twitter, but th and Jeff saw it. The thing is, though, is like Jeff doesn't know that is a tiny part of the movie. It feels, you know. Well, like, I mean, uh, that's what I told him because he he was like, he goes, I don't know if I want to, you know, he goes, I don't even know if I want to record the podcast anymore. Yeah, uh, he's like because he goes, it's because. Being a fan, it's just it's it's exhausting now because people are ruining it for me. And I, well, first I said to him, he's like, "Are you sure the picture's from the movie?" And then he sent me in a message. I was like, "Well, shit." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and I said, don't let that discourage you. I said, "Just so go enjoy the movie." You know, it's like that's literally a, a three-second scene in a movie. Yeah. And then he drops dead. Yeah. So. Yeah, that whole oh, just the idea that like they're just transferring light from one another. It just it was 
kind of ridiculous in my opinion. Like here's the thing, like I like when uh when Ray died and he picked her up and he like held her clothes, I was like, Okay, I'm good with that, you know. Yeah. And he brings her back and then I'm like, Don't you do it like uh, and then they did it, I was like oh, And, like, and, and, and then Kylo dies. Well it's like, Well, is Ray selfish? <laughs> and she's like, Okay, you know, I guess better me to live than him. Yeah, you know, it's like why didn't Ray bring Kylo back and then she died and then you know? Well, because he, because <laughs> I think like she probably would have, but he immediately transformed into the Force. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. I did like that how Leia waited for him to go. Mm-hmm. I like that, but yeah, yeah. Kylo Ren being redeemed—that totally <laughs> off off course, totally yeah. off course of what what could i i don't know i just i'm not we've seen redemption story in star wars i feel like it was time to get something that wasn't a redemption story in star wars eh, thank you okay i've been saying that <laughs> i've been i've been saying that for, for three movies now yeah that that's the thing like uh we've seen a redemption story we've seen these weapons of mass destruction we've seen good versus evil galactic scale battles they just drug us through the mud for one last trilogy i feel like and they made their billions, you know, it's a huge corporate success, and yay, go money, which I get it, I get it, you know, you gotta make money, you bought Star Wars. I don't blame Disney for it at all, I'm not mad at them, they gotta do what they gotta do. You know, yep. I, if I was an executive, I would've done the exact same thing, but man, as a fan, it just sucked. <laughs> it just yeah. sucked. I think we pretty much exhausted yeah. everything we wanted to get yeah, off our chest. that's... I have more nitpicks. I have more stuff to talk about, but we'll just save it. The tracked vehicles, that was dumb. Why they decided to go tracked vehicles. Yeah. <sighs> not nearly as cool as a hover bike ever. Ever. No. <laughs> that was not cool. I was like, this is lame compared to the, speeder to the speeders. Like, this is Star Wars. Here's your chance to be creative and do something you can't do on Earth, and you're still going to give me a tracked vehicle. You know, just... Oh, come on. Yeah. I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah. And the Knights of Ren, that's another huge disappointment. They sucked. Oh, I know. They, they yeah, sucked. They, for what little they were in. Yeah, exactly. But, anyways, thank you guys that did tune in. Um, thank you so much for... Sorry, sorry if we made you mad. Yeah, I'm sure we, we might have triggered someone. Um, unfortunately, but you know what can you do? You know, our intention, <laughs> it's our opinion. Yeah, yeah, we're we're not saying anyone else is wrong. You know, my nope. opinion is just as you know valid and as like worthy of discussion as anyone else's. Um, of course, this is just one tiny opinion. There's people that are on the exact opposite end of the spectrum of me, which is great. I'm glad someone was able to enjoy the trilogy. <laughs> exactly. That 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 helps. That helps. Um, but, yeah, if you guys like the movie, if you guys disagree with me on, like, stuff from, like, you know, the Star Destroyer weapon, you know, destroying tool, I mean, please feel free to give me a shout um, if you'd like to come on the show and discuss that. I mean, to me, just as a kid, the Death Star was a huge thing. It was, like, so significant and because of its ability to destroy a planet. And then once you see that, like, replicated over a thousand Star Destroyers that Palpatine lifts out of the ocean... It really, that's when I really just lost all faith. That 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 was like okay. And again, something it might be something small to other people, but to me, it's like, wait a minute, this just goes against like the whole 
idea of the original trilogy, but okay. But uh, <laughs> um, anyways, um, any last any last things you'd like to get in before we uh, end the show? Uh not that I can think of. All right. They pretty much got everything. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming back on the show. It was great to have you back. Yeah, it was nice being back. Too bad Jeff couldn't be here with us. I know, I know, and um, I've not, you know, I've I've been at college, so I've not been able to do the show for a while now. But you know, winter break is here, and uh, yeah, I can be back for a little bit. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much for coming back. You're you're welcome back anytime. Thanks. And uh, I think with that, I'm Tristan. I'm Jason. And may the force be with you. Always.